0: Welcome back to the S3 podcast, where we have no mic and nothing to talk about. The the purpose of this podcast, before Mike, Mike ended up not being able to make it, um, so it's just kind of off the cuff. But the original intention of it um, was to just talk about, you know, um, motivation and just getting out there and doing what you want to do, right? I think um, we so kind of I
1: guess, got away from that,
0: <laughs> yeah. So, which, which I guess we originally intended to talk about it with Mike, but you know, it all got messed up. But just circling back, talking about finding if it was never for Wooly getting that ST or me never going to Import Alliance that year because that's where it was, it was at Import Alliance, um, in two years, oh, ago. I don't know, 2017, 20, 20, 2018, something like that. Um, like, I never would have found Wooly. And then on top of that, like, because that first when I walked right with the dreads that I mentioned, I was like, where do I know You're, that from? And then my mind.
2: What did you say? Oh, I
0: was ne- I was actually not going to say anything because me and Wooly had had a little bit of email correspondence prior. I asked him for an internship. Right. And after about two or three emails, Wooly never responded to me now i know knowing woolly it's to no fault it's just him <laughs> going i'll respond to that in a minute and then he never does
2: well time out time out um, we get a lot of people that are like hey i want to help out like you know the magazine is is rad i want to help out and i'm like sweet how and they're like yeah i don't know how and i'm like oh i don't know either. to tell you how like i you know like dude we always want help but like Kind of the people, you know, that stick around are the people that just kind of like, yeah, they just kind of stick there and start
0: doing, start, something. start
2: doing something. And I'm like, yeah, that works. You know, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's not yes. a very
2: official place. Anyway. So I Sorry. went up
0: to him. So like, you know, I, I I in my head, I was like, OK, well, he must not be interested in me because he didn't respond anymore. So whatever. So I passed him an import alliance. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, ah, I'm not even going to bother him. And I don't know if it was in my head or if a buddy, something told me, it was just like, go say hey. So I walked up to him and I was like, hey, man, I, you know, I'm Hunter. I'm the guy who was emailing with you about the internship. And he was like, okay, we have a lot of those. And I was like, well.
2: (laughs) And now we know. (laughs) I don't remember saying that. (laughs) Yeah. Make me sound like a dick.
0: (laughs) I was I was like I'm the, like I said something about something I said in an email and you were like oh yeah what's up man and I was like well do you guys need any help and he was like man I don't know what are you good at and I was like who runs your instagram and then that's when he was like me and I hate it and I was like well let me run my uh let me run the instagram and so the conversation there was a lot of people at the booth so the conversation didn't go much further after that but he was like here just email me so I emailed him, I, I emailed you, and you didn't even respond to the email. You just texted me with the username and the password to the Instagram account. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, that was really easy. <laughs> and then sure enough, it just, you know, trickled down from there. I think I ran the Instagram account for like three months before I even ever heard from you again. And then you <laughs> called me one day out of the blue and were like, you want to go to Formula D? and i was like sure
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that makes sense i don't know man we we run a not tight ship whatever that whatever the word for that is um but yeah man i don't know man the kind of that's the way it's been for us i mean you know and i've learned so much from being on the other side of it like like it, you just got to kind of sh- find that one little spot like where you kind of came up at IA man that was like just enough you know to get it done like the emails dude like i don't mean to blow off emails i really don't blow off emails a lot of times i'll either miss them all together or else you see them and you're like ah, crap i need to write this person back but right now i'm at the bank or something and they're about to call my name i'll do it in a minute and then it doesn't get done and that's that's life man that's like when like, when I got the job, okay, so I did not start S3. I got hired at S3 in 2005, and and it was kind of a similar thing. Like, when I saw the job opening, I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, this is it. I have to, like, if I don't get this, I literally will be in a depression. Like, the, I finally found my calling, you know? So, like, I flew out to SEMA to bomb on my own. Well, on my own my mom worked for Delta and my dad worked in the car industry so on my own was totally enabled by my parents but um I got there you know I got there and I got to the event and I found the owner and um it was it was now that I'm thinking about it a lot like me and Hunter but you know reversed or whatever because I kind of I bumped into him so he had just left the booth and I I was stalking him you know so he had just <laughs> left the booth and and so I kind of walked by and then went Oh, Todd. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, hey, uh, my name's Jonathan Woolley. I had emailed you about the job you guys are looking for an editor. And it was the same thing. It was busy. And he was like, um, yeah, okay. Uh, tell you what. Since you're here, when you get home, write about SEMA as if you're going to write an article in a magazine. You know, send it to me. And, uh, it, you know, give me a week or so after SEMA to kind of get back and get back in the swing of things. And so... That was my little shot or whatever. That was my little Eminem moment um, when, you know, when I when I went and bumped into him. And that was, like, the only thing I'm convinced that's kind of why I got the job. That's kind of what made me stand out a little bit. Um, so, I don't know, man. There's a lot of little connections like that, you know, that you either, you either take the moment or you don't, you know, and it can make a yeah. big difference.
0: One thing that I've learned, like... Okay. <laughs> if you're somebody out there, you know, whether you're younger than me, the same age as me or even older than me, if you're looking for your shot and not even the automotive industry, the music industry, anything that you're passionate about, dude, say yes to every opportunity. Even if you think it's something dumb, that's never going to go anywhere, dude, take it. I can't tell you how important that is. And like, Willie use what you have at your disposable that your disposal to your advantage. So like, Wooly knew that his mom worked for Delta and that his dad was in the automotive industry. He could get into SEMA and he could get there. And he took that opportunity and he ran with it with no clue how it was going to turn out, no expectations. He just knew that there was some sort of opportunity. He took it and then, you know, there was a payoff. Um, yeah. And you need to, you need to pay attention to what you have at your disposal because you never know. Um, where it might lead just like me going to import alliance i didn't know that i was going to run into woolly and then it would spawn you know now it's been you know two pushing three years we've driven across the country we've built cars we've done all kinds of crazy but it all circles back to you know you could take it as far back of woolly buying a fiesta you know me Mm -hmm. just walking up to him at a booth so just if you see an opportunity take it shake every hand, kiss every baby. You know, if you do want to be in the automotive industry, show up to every event, get to know your local car dudes. You never know when this local guy gets an invite or gets to get on a magazine and you get to go to the photo shoot and you meet the photographer. And then the photographer tells about this cool kid that he met from wherever to the editor. Like it's everything's a domino and
1: you just Dude, gotta. I, I want to mention persistence. I mean, more than anything, don't get discouraged. If it doesn't work out the first time, that's fine. When I first when I first contacted S three, it was at the end of my associate's degree, and I was looking for an internship. And I hit him up, and kind of the same, yeah, yeah, well, you can intern. And then I didn't get an email response after that, and so I had to find another internship. Um, and then at the end of my bachelor's degree, I, 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 I still stayed in contact with them. Um, and I was actually in contact with Guy, who's the art director, um, and ended up meeting up with him at Caffeine and Octane, which we just posted about. That tarantula car we just posted on Instagram was from the day that I met up. Oh, with
2: that was them. the Jekyll Island one or something. Like yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They yeah. put a bunch of rat rods on, like, some beautiful uh, golf green. Um, yeah. But yeah, persistence. I mean, like, you, you know, if everyone had the same dream and we all started at the same time, the person who's going to win is the one who keeps going because somebody's yeah. going to get discouraged and they're going to drop out. It's not about always being the best or, you, you know, being the most talented. Like, you know, if your heart isn't in it and it's not driving you to go no matter what, you probably need to find something else.
0: Yeah. But yeah. it drive, your heart drive has is really, a lot to do with it.
1: If your heart is truly in it, it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter if you don't get an email back. Like, you'll still try. And, and as long as you stay persistent at it, eventually. I mean, Morgan Freeman, he didn't, his career didn't like blow up until he was well into his like 40s or 50s. I yeah. mean, you think about, like, there are people who are famous right now who spent most of their life not doing what they love or not doing their calling. So just be persistent. Well-
2: and I'm trying to think back to like my college, dude, like I was I mean, you were talking about heart, dude. Like I was full into the car thing like that was, you know, the, the tuner thing. It was like my identity. It was like what we did. And like I was really struggling even in college with like, you know, you start to have your. All right. So like my whole little core group of friends, we were all like super car dudes. But, you know, there was some that you, looking back, you could just tell they were kind of on the surface. Like, they weren't going to take the big chances or whatever. You know what I mean? They were doing it because it was a thing to do, and then it was going to be time to grow up or whatever. And I was really struggling with, like, you know, with the whole, I'm sure if you guys are younger, you get that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's cool that you do cars, and that's cute, and that's fun. But, like, when are you going to grow up? And, yeah, I mean, for me, I was – I was always struggling with that because I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but I damn sure know what I don't want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I yeah. didn't I mean, it was just one of those things that you were talking about heart, and I just lived it. I literally lived it yeah. to the point where when the the S3 position came up, I was like, that's it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I was like, that's it. And it's like Hunter says, you just don't say just say yes to stuff, man. Don't, there's so many things that you can't, you you can't judge like the value of whatever going to an event or buying a part or, or even something as silly as buying a part off marketplace on Facebook with somebody that dude could end up being a buddy. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of, my dad taught me that with the magazine early on. It's like, you, you can't, you can't judge every success. You can't sit there and say, "Should we go to that event? I don't know, it's going to cost this much and it's this far away and what are we going to get out of it?" It's almost always something that you never expected to get. Perfect example. Yeah. In the early early days of S3, I'm talking like first 2 months or whatever that that we took ownership of it, we literally had no money. I mean, no money whatsoever. Like like and we're talking like you know, hundred bucks, like to the magazine's name or something like that. And there was this event, you know, at, um, at, uh, mid Ohio that, um, we, we had, were already kind of supposed to go to before we took ownership. So we were going to go just to make good on that deal and, uh, spent our last dollar getting there and getting home. We were having to use my dad's suburban cause we didn't have like a vehicle to get out there, all this kind of stuff. And we ended up meeting this girl named Kathleen and, She did something with Scion, and we didn't really know what, but Scion was having this little, you know, group park or whatever. Yeah, and she was just kind of like, so what are you guys doing? You know, just casual conversation. Never thought anything of it. told her how we bought the magazine. A couple weeks later, somebody called me from Scion, was asking, hey, we heard you bought a magazine? Uh, you know, like, uh, what's the deal there? And so I kind of went and uh, went into the whole story because, you know, it was so fresh and everything and told him the whole story. And the next day had a fax for a two-page ad in the magazine for more money than I had ever seen in my life at one time. <laughs> and it was just like, boom, here you go. Your story's cool. Go make it happen. And, it, like, it, you know, it, like, you know, like, you could have never traced that. You know what I mean? And that's that's the perfect example is, like, you can't yeah. think like, well, what am I going to get out of this? Or what am I going to yeah. get out of that? You've just got you to live it. And I, I, it. I really think that if you do, you know, it comes around, man, sometimes. To, sometime. to
0: take that even further on, like, I guess, a bigger scale, um, we – one of our advertisers is a company called Motivicity Distribution. They handle not so much the public side but distributing parts to shops to then sell to you, the consumer, Right um so
2: when when you person listening that has whatever car goes to a shop and they say yo i know what you need you need you know this clutch or this whatever they then call motivicity motivicity has it there in a day and yeah yeah okay so motivicity
0: Motovicity has, you know, been advertising with us for years, pre me even being with S3. However, you know, due to one of our contracts, we had to go to an event called Speed Ring that they had hosted. Well, due to a a long series of unfortunate events, it was quickly shaping up. Like, me and Wooly were not going to make it. It was just Wooly and I that was going to be going out there to this event. And and Wooly had had it. (laughs) Yeah, Wooly had had it. He's like, we're going home. We we are not going. And <laughs> well, this goes
2: back to, okay, guys, so I mentioned that my mom works for Delta. She's retired now, but this was a last-minute thing because I'm terrible at planning. We had to go to Speedwing. I hadn't gotten the flights. The flights were too expensive, so I was like, Mom, can we get, like, some, you know... I can fly standby with pretty good priority or whatever, but he was on a buddy pass, which is like... Basically, with the dog, you know, like, and so we weren't getting on, you know, like the flights had gone to hell. Something happened while we were on the way to the airport. Something pulled a mechanical, some plane, and so everybody was getting pushed back. We weren't getting on. It was a total catastrophe. And I'm really bad sometimes about letting my emotions get the best of me. And I was like, "That's it. We're going home." Sorry, Hunter. (laughs) Like, you hadn't even been like on a trip with us. I was just like, "Ain't happening this time, man." I'm going this
0: on is, airplane this, hunter. Hold on. Yeah. yeah. This will be this will have been the first flight that I will ever have been on in my life. Oh. My first time
2: total in an disaster.
0: It was a disaster. But I don't know. I don't know if it was because I was excited to fly for the first time or just you to didn't go to know anything. Event. He was just standing there, like, so, it's like normal? Some, <laughs> Wooly has decided that we're not going, and I'm like. I'm like, I don't know, something was like, no, like we have to go. So it was like, Mike I'd Sanders.
2: T- Mike called t- you and said, it was like get him to the Greek. Oh, Mike, yeah, yeah. Mike, 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 Mike who was Mike. not coming calls him. Yeah.
0: Mike calls me and he goes, Get woolly on a plane. <laughs> I don't care what plane, get woolly on a plane. And so I took it upon myself. You know, I'm I'm still really new to SD s3 at this point y'all are still basically strangers and so i i get i'm on my phone we were supposed to fly to detroit right all the flights it's not working out so i found a flight to where was it was it uh
2: no wait cleveland
0: cleveland yeah Yeah. we flew to cleveland ohio and then drove from cleveland ohio to uh pontiac michigan about northwest detroit (laughs) uh for this event you know it's about a three-hour drive and like we've made this commitment we go and we made like a bunch of connections we spent basically two days in a well i don't want to say in a bar but like at night they they had the hotel bar and we just basically you know spent two nights shooting the shit with the whole team at motivicity and a bunch of other companies and not long after that and i i feel like it directly associates to our conversations of just spending time with them, our Civic Type R, you know, the Type R series, where we got the opportunity to partner with most Motivicity and drive a Civic Type R across the country and beat the hell out of it for six months. That's
2: another example in itself uh, of just don't, you know, just say, yeah, man, like, just go with the flow when it comes to opportunities because... Yeah, Brian from Motivicity hit me up and was like, hey, I got an idea. What if you guys like built a car? And it built up to a Type R. At first, it was going to be much more of a project car. Yeah. What if you guys got a car and, uh, and built it up and then took it to events? you know. And we'd help you get the parts and do all this thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh, and inside, my brain was going, that's a lot of stress, man. I'm not a race car <laughs> driver. This is going to put me out of my comfort zone. <laughs> I don't want to do this. But then there was something else in my head that was like, well, I'm not gonna say no to this. I'm just gonna I'm gonna see how far I can kick this. Yeah, I'm gonna see how far we can yep. go before this right. thing falls apart. Because there's no way this is gonna happen. And then it turned into yeah, it turned into a type R. And I was like, no way, I'm not even gonna stress it because this ain't get this these kind of things don't happen to me, you know? And 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 then boom. Sure it happened. Yeah, and it and was and stressful. It was stressful as hell, y'all. Yeah, it was super stressful because uh, you know, I mean, it, it was a fun stress, though. It was like an adrenaline stress. But, like, <laughs> if we did not make it to an event, it, I had to open up my big fat mouth uh, with Brian and be like, dude, you know it would be really cool, though? We got to drive it to events. None of this trailer pansy crap. Like, we're driving the car. And he was like, yeah, dude, I love it. See, that's why I love S3. Y'all are fucking punk rock, you know? Well, yeah, what happened is, like, when you get into the contracts of it, if if S3 fails to make it to said event. It's um m- many of a lot of thousand dollars that we are on the hook for. Uh, so yeah, that's what I mean. Like, dude, driving out to California yeah. every day was like, oh, God, thank God we made it. That was awesome. Thank God we make it. <laughs> like, I hope we make it tomorrow. Because yeah. if something were to happen, we're going to have to take the pieces of this car and get them to this track. I don't care if we have to drop it from a helicopter. It's got to yeah. be there. Yeah. So yeah, and
0: that, that Type R, you know, spawning from just showing, you know, finding our way to that speed ring event, spending that time with the Motivicity team so that they got to know more of our personality and what we represent, who we are, spawns this Type R, which at that moment in time was the exact change of pace that S3 needed. We were trying to find our way into the digital space, trying to you know, figure YouTube, trying to figure out you know, all these different platforms, and, you know, me and Jesse are really starting to come into who we are, a part of the S3 team, and that Type R series uh, was an easy step into that, where we finally had to go, okay, now we have something to do, we just have to figure out how to do it, and how to produce it, and so...
2: And to come full circle, I think that Type R had something to do with the phone call with Matt about the 944. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of, it just kind of, I don't know. I mean, I guess the thing is, if you're you're in that age, and really, it's not even an age thing. If you're in that frame of mind right now where you're struggling about, like, man, you know, the life is pulling me this way. And I don't feel like it's the way I want to go. I feel like I want to go this other way. Like, yeah. Yep. I don't know, man. I mean, to each their own. And I don't want to tell you what to do and wreck your life. But like, I really, I really Just think it, man. you got to follow them. your dreams. There's that thing, dude. And Hunter might know what I'm talking about because your mom works in hospice. but Or maybe you can look it up. There was a hospice nurse that that wrote a book or a documentary or something because she started asking people at the end of their yes. rope, man, they're about to die. Like, what are your biggest regrets? And I'm going off the cuff, but I think one was I wish I had loved more. Like, uh, you know, I'm I'm about to die and I realized that it was bullshit that I held back. I should have loved more. should have told people how I felt and what I felt and stuff like that. And the other thing was I wish I had not cared what people thought. And that's weird because that's a very almost adolescent attitude. Like, our world makes that sound like... Grow up, you know what I mean? That makes that sound very adolescent, yep. but these are people that are 80, 90 years old, and they're saying, I yep. wish I had not spent my life caring what other people think. Yeah, and dude, I dude, when I when I heard I heard that in church, like somebody was relaying this information, and I was like, Yes, I'm doing you know, I, I, right I, for crying, I, out I totally loud. pasted that entire list of stuff,
1: and that was in my old phone that I lost at uh at, in Kentucky. Yeah, um, yep. Yeah. LSF or no, not LSF. The the other dude.
2: I mean, it's so real though. Like, especially in the U.S., man. Especially with our culture and what we prioritize, and we prioritize the get up, go to work, make money, man. Get that house, get that car. You know, something. I I realized something. I realized that I would rather ride to the mountain bike park in a twenty-five year old Pathfinder with Volks on it than sit in freaking rush hour traffic and eight lanes of traffic in a leased BMW going to a job that I hate. So I can yeah. come home to a wife that I hate, you know. Like it's just it, it's just not. I don't know, Dude, man. Being a, yeah,
0: being an a being an adult is subjective, right? Like, yes, we have to grow up, but that doesn't mean that you have to grow up. Like as long as you pay your bills, you pay your taxes, take care of your family. Like who cares uh, the way you style your hair? Who cares that you know you. Strip the interior on your car. Dude, you're just living your life, man.
1: You know, me and Hunter were talking about this earlier, about, like, the whole midlife crisis situation. When you get to a certain age, you, like, freak out and and, and impulse buy stuff. Like, mm-hmm. that is the point where you, people realize they spent half of their life not doing what they love.
2: Son of a... Dude, did you read the proofs of the magazine i just wrote about that exact <laughs> thing i literally was like that's just you waking up to the fact that you've effed 20 years of your life away yeah and that's okay because you've realized it you know what i mean yeah. like to, the change yeah. will taste even sweeter because you've been on the other side of it like uh, you know that's that's what uh, yeah. i was talking to hunter about that not long ago and we were like you know, the problem is when you're in your 20s, you're just trying to find a, a big boy job. You know what I mean? You're just trying yeah. to find a job. You're trying to get your place. And trust me, I know that. Yeah, you're just trying to, like, make some sort of life get going, right? And so, so many people, my friends, God bless them, you know, my college friends that, like, you know, they took a job. They, they were making okay money. Then they had a chance to take a job that was making better money. Then a lot of them had a chance to take a job that was making good money. You know, but but what the hell are they doing? You know, I really don't know what half of my college friends do. They like take some money from here and they put it there and it grows and then they take it. It's like it's, but, but what the hell are you doing with your one life? You know, you're trying to conform to what what whatever society, parents, all that kind of stuff tells you you need to be. But like you don't you just don't. And like for the people that need to hear that, they'll hear that. You know the people that don't need to hear it, like don't that's you know, we're not it's not you. It's not for yeah. everybody and that's fine. But the people that need to hear it, I mean, especially if you're in that spot where you're in your early 20s, freaking go for it, dude. Like yep. you can you can screw up and it's okay cuz you're in your 20s. Let, <laughs> like let, it's me, let fine. me
0: let me let me represent proof of that. Okay, I'm 22 now. Uh, when I was in my third year of college, I just like regular degree. Like I, I played with cars as a hobby, but I had no clue. Nothing made sense. I was like, after college, where do I go? What am I? I'm told that I'm supposed to grow up and be an adult, but like, why do I not feel the urge to grow up? Why is there no? Like, why is, why can I not make everybody else is somehow making sense of this and has some sort of plan? Why am I, why is that not working with me until like, I don't know what it, actually it was grid life. I I went, you know, I went to my first grid life. It was my first major automotive event. And I was looking around at these, you know, uh, 30, 35, 40 year old dudes who, you know, are happy (laughs) adult guys but playing with their race cars on the weekend and then it was not until grid life that it made me sit and think like okay i don't have to have some regular nine to five job like what what is it gonna hurt to just step out and try It, it was let me say it was in that grid life that i realized that i was more than just a car hobbyist Like, being a car guy, being involved in the industry, creating content, revolving around stuff like this, it it is at the core of my being and who I am. So finally, I just went, you know what, nothing that I'm doing in college right now makes any sense to me afterwards anyways, but for right now, this makes sense. I've somehow come to some sort of conclusion here, and then that's when I was like, all in. well and that's the thing it's
2: like it's about you know you've gotta you've gotta say who you're gonna be like you know what i mean like it just doesn't happen to you so like if you're in your 20s and you feel like this pull to do something else or something more like a hundred percent go for it because you're setting the pace for your life if you if, if if it works then you're made. I'm not even talking about financially. Like if the dream works out for you, you know, like S three. I'm not a rich dude, but like if the dream works out, then your life is made from like just a a, a happiness perspective yeah. or whatever. And if it doesn't, guess what? You're young. You're supposed to be screwing up and finding your way. Like that's all part of it. And you will train yourself at, that's you you train yourself to think like that, though. You train yourself to, like you were talking about Hunter, like, well, I don't have to do it this way. you know, i can I can, you know live my own life. I can be my own whatever boss or whatever it is that you want to do. Um, it's so much harder. When you get tied to that job, like if you're in your 20s right now and you're trying to find that job and you're trying to start your little life and your little house or apartment and all that kind of stuff, well, guess what? Pretty soon you're going to have a car payment and a rent payment or a house payment or a mortgage or whatever it is. And then you're married to your job because you have to have that income now. So like, it gets harder and harder to say F it and take that leap of faith or whatever. Like do it now because if it works, you're set. Even if it doesn't work, you'll continue to do it because you'll live that kind of lifestyle. Yeah, you might have another job or whatever, you know, until until something does work out, but, like, you change the way you think. You're not that little sheet that just follows the car in yeah. front of you to work and goes yeah. to work. Like, that's what you gotta break free from. And when I little-
0: When I finally made that decision, I can't tell you how much of a breath of fresh air it was. Especially when I, you know, like, I can't tell you the feeling when, let's say, when Wooly sent me the Instagram and password. It was like everything that I've been doing, I've been running full force. I've committed to this. I dropped out of the semester of college that I was in to figure this out. Like that's how committed I had decided I was to this. And then I received the Instagram password to S3 Magazine, (laughs) 35,000 followers. And it was like a breath of fresh air like something i did (laughs) works. it's working i don't know i i actually if you go to my personal hunter rollins youtube channel i made a video not long after i got the internship with s3 and i in that video i said i don't know where this is going and i don't know but it's going somewhere and that's what's important you just have to know like you don't have to know where you're going you just have to know that it's going somewhere other than where you are right now.
2: Yeah. Yes. And just yes. know that there's dudes yeah. like, just like us. <laughs> there's dudes, us, that are just like you, man. And, you know, I know you've got your, your parents and, and family and, and whatever, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever might be telling you you got to do a certain thing. No, nope. you don't.
1: No, you decide. So the other thing I see all the time is everyone else telling you what you should or shouldn't be doing. You are the only person who can define your happiness. Listen,
2: it's not you, immature you to follow your heart. That is not right. immature. Don't let people tell you to follow your freaking passion or your heart is, is immaturity. That's just their insecurity. Like, that's not immature. Like, we are all meant to do something. So do what the hell you feel like you're meant to do. Don't do yeah. what you know somebody expects of you. Just yeah. so you yeah. can cut a paycheck. And now
1: is a better time than ever that it shows that we could literally do anything. Like whatever you love, if you work hard enough at it and you stay persistent, you can get paid for it. I mean, we have people who are getting paid to play video games on YouTube and they make more <laughs> yeah. money than I do. You know, I've been to college. I have a full time job like they make more money than I do. So literally anything you want to do, as long as you love what you do and stay positive, somebody will pay you for it as long as you stay persistent.
0: Yeah. Be humble, man. Be honest. Just just keep your head down, no matter ignore everybody else and just focus on doing you.
2: It's like, it's an exercise too. It's like, it's literally is almost a muscle that you have to exercise because, I mean, dude, God forbid if, if print ever fully, you know, dies and there's just nothing else we can do with this magazine, you know, everybody's like, well, what are you going to do then? You got no, you know, whatever, no backup plan, you dreadhead, you know, like you hadn't worked for anybody else. And I'm like, yeah, but I've developed just the mindset that won't let you fail. You hadn't failed until you just quit trying. You know what I mean? Like, dude, with S3, we've had plenty of freaking setbacks, and they're just, you know, they don't become failures until you go, well, that's it. We're out of options. You know, that's when it's a fail. You know, until then, it's just a setback. And you develop that kind of muscle to where you won't let yourself fail, dude. I mean, even if S3 were, like, ripped out right now, I'm not going to go get a regular job. I'm just not, it's not in my nature. I'm going to find some other thing that means something to me and we'll be back. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, I'm just not, I don't know. I'm not the type to just forfeit like that, but I really do. Sorry. I really do think that you've got to, you know, you've got to develop that mentality. I mean, you know, like, and, and the more that you commit to your dreams and your passions and stuff, the more that that gets cemented. And then like, by the time you're in your thirties, it's it's like who you are. And then by the time, I'm telling you guys, by the time you hit like 40, the people that like questioned you and made fun of you start to freaking respect you. You know, there's like yeah. a, there's, there's a admiration for like, dude, I'll be freaking damn. Like,
0: did it. Yeah. You, you, you stuck you, it out. Bitch. How have you? Yeah. I
2: just, you know, I just respect the fact that you, you, you're exactly who you were in college in, and yeah. in high school. And how the hell did you do that? How did you like <sighs> escape this whole khakis and growing up crap? You know, yeah. like I'm just, I, dude,
0: I, dude, just, you growing know? up subjective, man.
2: And that's why the car industry is cool. Man. I mean, that's why all these kind of industries, you know, any sort of like alternative sports, wheeled sports kind of thing is like that, man. I mean, you know, Mike's always gives me a hard time. Well, what are you gonna do? Like, don't you ever think about retiring? I'm like, you know what I think about retiring? When I think about retiring, I think about us being at SEMA in our Hawaiian shirts with our ponytails, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> sitting next to hey, Swap Civic, yeah. you know, with black shorts and pulled-up socks and Converse or something. Man, but we're that, trying to get
1: them Hawaiian shirts like for next year SEMA.
2: Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, why would you want to dude. retire from this? Like, I, and and the car industry defies age. It really doesn't. Matter. Yeah. I mean, you don't even yeah. think about it. Like we meet people all the time at the scene when you're like, "Wait, wait, wait! You're how old? Yeah, Cause yeah. you walk around with Mohawks or whatever." Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just you know, it's the place for me.
1: Oh yeah.
2: So, well, I don't know.
0: I don't know how long i have been going a long time, and we should probably wrap it up. But I guess the moral of the story is is just don't. You don't have to fit some kind of mold. You know, we're all. Our individual person, so yeah. you just have to don't rely on, you know, any influencer or anybody well, in your family or your friends to dictate who you should be. Yeah, because like for a long line. time I was, yeah, for a long time I was guilty of that. I dude, I at one point I was my degree was to be a firefighter. I don't, I don't even, do, Could you see me as a no? So like, I don't even light like fire. The, I don't like. <laughs> Anyways, that's a whole other story we're not going to get into. But, uh, yeah, just figure out who you are, like whether it be music, whether it be cars, whatever art, whatever it may be, just give it all okay. you got. You've
2: you got that little voice inside you, man. That voice knows. Yeah. You know, that like follow that. Voice that. Is,
1: that voice is you. Define, define your own happiness because you have to live with yourself and you have to fall asleep with yourself. Every night, nobody else has that control.
0: Yeah, go ahead and send us uh, send on the video, send us DMs on Instagram. Like, let us know. I'm curious uh, what your dream is. Like, what are you passionate about? Who who do you wish you were? You know, when you see yourself in ten years, where do you want to see yourself? Where do you want to be? But until then, guys, we're S3 Magazine, as you hopefully know. uh, We have at at s3magazine on Instagram, s3magazine on YouTube, s3mag on Twitter. Uh, Like us, follow us, subscribe if you don't already. We will see you next time. Have a good one.
2: Later. Keep your dreams.